Long time, no talk. Hi, I'm Lisa Page. This is the Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast, but it has been a while since I've made you do anything because I have not recorded an episode, I feel like, in months. It hasn't been months. It's been, okay, it's been a couple months. Before I jump into why I haven't really recorded, sorry, my Alexa keeps going off because of my Amazon packages getting delivered. Before I jump into why I have put down my freaking phone for a minute to stop recording on Instagram and updating every minute of my life on social media, um, and like just where I, my headspace has been the last couple of months, um, I really wanted to quickly fill you in on my mom. This was a horrible time to take a break from Instagram because I kind of left some of you hanging. Two weeks ago, my mom broke her hip. Yes, memes, Marzi, she broke her hip. And that was honestly like the last big story I kind of told you about on Instagram if you follow me. And I just never really updated you because at some point, last week or the week before I decided I don't want to be on, on Instagram right now. I just need to take a break. And so a bunch of you have been messaging me, um, asking what's going on with my mom. And so here's the situation. My mom, a couple of weeks ago was out. She had been out all day running errands, had lunch with her girlfriend, got home early in the evening and was unloading her car, bringing stuff inside and apparently tripped. Like she tripped on something like one of her steps by her front porch and she fell forward and then she kind of like tried to regain her balance but then fell backwards and that was it luckily her neighbor's son saw the whole thing and ran in and got her neighbor brendan who's been a godsend for my mom he's been amazing uh and and he's an emt so of course he came right over and uh called his people and the ambulance came and at first they didn't think anything was wrong because she did get back up like she was standing on uh both feet and walking around a little bit i mean she was in pain but she was still walking and then they brought her to yale new haven and apparently did x-rays and yes come to find out she did in fact break her hip so there was some confusion on my end because like what is the difference between a broken hip and a hip replacement. And I know that now, I know that they are different scenarios with different recovery times, but this breaking of the hip situation is not fun. Uh, it's not fun for my mom and it's not fun for all of us that have to listen to her complain. <laughs> all kidding aside, I really do feel bad because one, she is not with her dog, Cooper, and for my close friends who listen to this podcast and you guys follow her on Facebook. She's constantly posting about her dog, Cooper. He's a 10 year old golden doodle. So, and I will just say this too, on behalf of my sister and me and my brother, that when you have a parent, a single parent with a dog, it's a nightmare. It is literally one of the most stressful situations to be in uh, especially for my brother and I, who are not local, we're not in Connecticut, we're down here in Dallas. My sister was juggling for like a solid week, you know, her three kids all under five, and then she's got a full-time job and they only have one car. Luckily she does live about a mile from my mom's house, but it is very, very stressful on all involved when you have a parent who is divorced or is widowed, but they have a dog and their dog is their lifeline and there's nobody else around to help with the dog. We dealt with a very similar situation with my mother-in-law and her dog when she moved down here. She was in and out of the hospital for 
you know, months at a time. And while we tried to have Ellie and at the time I was posting lots of stories on Instagram with Ellie and my dogs and she was, she's a great dog, but I could not have three dogs here. I certainly did not want a third dog when we were renovating the house. It was too much, way too much to handle. Luckily, my brother and sister-in-law adopted Ellie and now she's living her best life on lots of land with other dogs and it worked out. But let me tell you, last week was a little stressful and I was low-key panicking that I was gonna have to jump on a flight and go up there. Fortunately, my sister Lindsay was able to get Cooper to his regular, boarding kennel where my mom usually brings him when she comes to visit us and stuff and so they know him well there and and he's in like doggy daycare activities but he'll be there for I don't know the next two to three weeks at least my mom on the other hand every day is moving a little bit more but I really just cannot even imagine going from super mobile moving around, driving, doing all the things to basically being bedridden she's using a walker currently yeah memes with a walker never thought I'd see the day but little by little and slowly but surely she's starting to gain more strength in her legs and stuff but I I just really feel for her because obviously this is not a scenario that she imagined this was definitely nothing that she thought would ever happen to her and I can't stop thinking about what Dr. Fine told us at the Princeton Longevity Center when we were there back in July After we did our full day of tests and one of the scans was a bone density scan that Stu and I did. And Dr. Fine told us at the end of the day when we were sitting down and kind of going over all of our paperwork and reports and everything, he really could not stress enough how important it is to continue working out, continue building bone strength uh, and be strong and, and make sure that you're taking the right vitamins and you're eating the right amount of iron and everything. Because he said, when you get in your 60s and 70s, if you do not have good bone density and you fall, that could be the end of it. That could be the end of it. And we all have people in our lives that have gone through a situation, older people specifically, where they fall and one minute they're living independently and the next minute they're in a freaking nursing home and it's downhill. So I keep reminding my mom to let this be a lesson. Like the silver lining is that it happened It's happening now to her and she is young enough where she can fully recover, but also knowing what she does know now moving forward, she does have to start moving a little bit more and taking her vitamins. I love my mom, but she's the worst. She does not take her vitamins. She doesn't go to her annual checkups when she's supposed to. And it's super important that as you get older, you follow through and you do all the things you got to do because nobody wants to be shopping at Kirkland's on a Tuesday and then Tuesday night you're at a hospital and you're about to undergo a major surgery for a hip break because you fell over a damn pumpkin. I don't even know what the hell she fell over. But anyway, so she is good. I just wanted to update you on her. Thank you for all of your messages. Speaking of which, I did turn off the messages on my stories. Those have been off for a couple of weeks now. That's just like if you're watching a story, usually there's a little bubble at the bottom that'll be like, send a message. And now if you do want to actually send me something, you have to go, I think, and direct message me. I don't know. It's one or two extra steps. Um, But full transparency here. The reason why I have not recorded a new podcast in weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks is because I have not felt the desire to record anything. I don't feel like 
you know, it's top priority for me right now doing this podcast. I feel bad saying that I want it to be, but I'm not feeling fulfilled. This is the first time in my life that I really don't feel like I have anything exciting going on. And I had this conversation with my husband about three weeks ago and he felt horrible that I really hadn't said anything to him and you know, how long I've been feeling this way. Um, but I really truly feel like I'm kind of like at a crossroads in my personal life where I, like, I don't know where I'm supposed to be or what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know. Um, I was kind of explaining to Stu how, you know, my whole life, my whole career, I've always had something to look forward to, like the next big thing, the next challenge, like the next exciting chapter. And of course, this goes all the way back to when I first started my career in radio. And as I learned the business and I networked and I made really good friends and went on these big press junket trips and mingled with other successful radio broadcasters in different markets all over the country and stuff. I did soon realize that New York City is where I needed to be. That was the number one market. That was the goal. And all the way back from starting at this tiny little KC101 radio station in New Haven, Connecticut, to eventually landing the midday spot on 92.3 Now in New York City was my dream. I think it's every radio personality's dream to, to get to the number one market. And in between all of those years, we moved a ton of times. And fortunately, I was always able to land a job in whatever city we were moving to because if you don't know, most of you do, but if you don't know, my husband works with Glenn Beck and Glenn Beck has been the one moving us all over the damn country for years. And so for me to constantly land an amazing freaking job at said radio station in whatever city we were moving to is, it's a blessing y'all. It is it's such a blessing. And that stuff, it doesn't happen to everybody. It doesn't. So I have had the best radio career. It really has been something. Um, but, you know, once we started having kids, that was the next exciting chapter in our lives. You know, it was just, look, first it was all radio. And then I got pregnant with Zach. And that was so exciting. Just, you know, being pregnant alone was the most amazing thing. And then in between him and Ainsley, you know, we moved, we went from Philadelphia, then we moved to Texas and that was so much fun. And then I got pregnant with Ainsley and that was amazing. I loved having two littles and in, in between all of this, I was only doing swing shifts and part-time radio for 1061 Kiss FM down here in Dallas. And just randomly an old coworker that I used to work with at Q102 had called me and said, Hey, I've got this opportunity. Your name came up in a meeting what do you think about hosting a night show? We'll build a studio in your house. You could just do it from home. And I was like, what? Oh my gosh. And so we, we talked about it, Stu and I, and then my agent got involved. And anyway, we worked out a deal and I hosted this little night show called Pop Crush Nights from my home. And I did it for five or six years and it was good. It was great. It paid me well. Then COVID came and they did internal budget cuts and they had to let me go. Full disclosure, I really wasn't sad about it to be honest. 
it was getting to be a pain. I just hated having to record every day. And some of the shows were more evergreen and the news cycle was changing so much. So I wasn't super sad when they said, hey, unfortunately, we have to let you go, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't really that big of a deal. But soon after they let me go, I started kind of like amping up my podcast and doing, you know, a few episodes a week, not just one. And uh, like, I don't know, a few months down the line, I ended up jumping on Chad Prather's show on The Blaze. And I did that for a good year and so, you know what I'm saying? Like every minute I've had something to look forward to, something to do. Even as much of a pain in the ass the renovation was, that was also very cool for me to experience. You know, it was so exciting to know that my wood floors were coming in and that I had to make paint color choices. And I was able to pick out the new quartz countertops and make wallpaper decisions and choose a cool leopard rug for my office and redo my studio. Do you know what I'm saying? Everything up until like two months ago has been very exciting for me. And I have been so happy and so content. And I feel like everything in my life, knock on wood, has been going wonderfully. But I'm now just feeling so bored. I don't feel fulfilled because I don't feel like I have anything to do now. I guess I'm just trying to figure out what is the next thing for me? What can I be doing? You know, sure, could I go to Sephora a mile down the street and work part-time and have fun playing with makeup and talking to people? I could, I could do that, but I don't wanna do that. Could I become a full-time digital creator and produce multiple videos a day? with my Walmart and Target finds and my outfit of the day and what I eat in the day and get ready with me. Sure, I think I'd be pretty good at it, to be quite honest, but that's not what I'm interested in doing. I'm in a very unique position in that I'm not being forced to take a job that I don't really love to contribute financially. I'm richly blessed. Trust me, I know there are bigger problems to have. The more I think about it, the more I'm realizing I do have an advantage and that is I can take my time and figure out what the next thing is for me. The problem is what is the next thing for me? I don't know, I don't know. We're done moving. At least I don't see us going anywhere in the foreseeable future. All of our house renovations are finished and complete for the time being. My babies are grown. I have no more diapers to change. I have no more puppies to potty train at the moment. Ivy's killed it in that process, by the way. Um, and so outside of driving my kids to their activities after school, which don't get me wrong, there are definitely days where I'm cursing up a storm because I hate the back and forth, but I know that these moments are fleeting and I'm going to look back on these years and probably cry myself to sleep every night wishing I could go back in time and, you know, be able to drop Zach off at baseball and have these cute conversations with Ainsley on her way to tumbling. So I am driving my kids to all their stuff after school. And, you know, on the weekends, we're watching Zach play baseball. And in January, we're going to start watching Ainsley compete in tumbling. And I know these are all super amazing, sweet moments that I am, in fact, experiencing with my children. And I know there's so much more to look forward to involving them. But for me personally, I'm really struggling with trying to find something that 
is fulfilling and that brings me joy and makes me happy and makes me feel like I'm doing something that's intentional and purposeful, if that makes any sense. That's kind of like where my head's been lately. And, and on top of all of this and just trying to find my way, I ended up listening to Emily Lay's When Less Becomes More book on Audible. I listened to the whole book in like two days. And as I was actually listening to it, I ordered the physical copy because there were so many things and points that Emily Lay mentions and made me relate. Specifically on page 64, she has a kind of a little list here. It says, you might be dopamine dependent if you find yourself aimlessly scrolling and tapping and opening tabs, looking for something to grab your attention. You're a frequent user of the swipe down feature to refresh feeds on your phone. You find yourself engaging with online conversations you'd never normally pursue. You open a social media app before even getting out of bed or before going to sleep. This is me. This was me up until two weeks ago. During real life conversations, you have to resist the urge to pick up your phone. And I got through this part of the book and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so me. And I feel like being on social media and constantly comparing my life to all of these other people that I don't even know personally was doing way more harm than good. And now I can see why this is such a problem for teenagers and young adults and like their anxiety and their stress and their codependency and their self-confidence or lack thereof, I should say. It's poison. It is. Another section of the book here that Emily writes about and just, again, hit home. She says, we experience the same spikes of dopamine every time we pick up our phones. Will there be a text message? Will there be a new voicemail, a new notification? What will it be about? Maybe something exciting is in my inbox or some bit of news. That millisecond of unknown or maybe is fun for our brains, whether we realize it or not, and we want more of it. We want more dopamine. Of course, we keep coming back for more in our fast paced, two full lives. When things slow down for even a few minutes, we reach for our phones. Isn't that the truth for real? She goes on to say, we even sometimes reach for our screens as a way to rest or to allow our bodies to do something mindless, but it's actually the opposite. This behavior, this phenomenon, it's happening to our entire society. The overconnectedness, this departure from real life face-to-face -face moments, this dopamine addiction, it's real. It's an epidemic and most of us don't even realize it's happening. That was such a huge, as Oprah used to say, aha moment. That was like the aha chapter of all chapters I've ever read in my life. The unconnectedness. Every single thing she writes about is so relatable. And as I was listening to this book, I was just doing things around the house. I had my ear pods in. I really couldn't stop thinking about how Instagram has contributed to how I have been feeling lately and generally just bummed. Like, I don't really know what I should be doing, but I'm on Instagram and I'm following all these people that I've never met in my life and their their life looks great. Their houses are beautiful. Why isn't my kitchen bigger? Why didn't I go with this paint color? What the hell am I doing? What am I doing? And so that is the, one of the main reasons why I had to step back from social media in general, particularly Instagram, because what Emily Lay writes about is so true. The disconnect. There is something to be said about having like a real life conversation. Meeting your girlfriend or girlfriends for a coffee date, a face-to-face -face 
coffee date where you can hear new news from them, stuff that you didn't already know about because you watched Kelly's Instagram story. And that's where I'm at. And I was telling Stu the other day how disappointed I am that so many people in my life, they don't call and check up on me. They don't. Family members don't call. I'm that friend that calls and checks up on everybody else. I'm the person that'll call you just to say, hi, what's up? What are you doing today? What's on the agenda? I'm nosy like that. I want to be in your business. And I can honestly tell you that I have maybe two girlfriends, two, who call me on a regular, like daily basis because they genuinely want to know what I'm doing and what I'm up to. Everybody else couldn't give two shits. And that's another reason why I need to get off of freaking Instagram. Because why would you call me? If you follow me, if you're a close friend or if you're in my circle, why would you call me? You know everything about my life because I post everything. So there is nothing to ask me about. There is nothing to know because I've already put it out there. And I don't like it. I hate this feeling. I hate it. And after I read Emily's book, When Less Becomes More, I went on my phone and I muted everybody, basically. I'm always constantly in the focus mode. I'm not accepting notifications. I don't want to hear from anyone except for my two friends who care about me, my husband and my mother who is at an inpatient rehab for the time being and has all the time in the world to call me numerous times a day. Those are the only people who have access to my life right now. Every other app on my phone including text messages, even email notifications. I have put them all in this do not disturb focus mode. And I've designated actual times where my email can be delivered to me on the phone. Otherwise, I'm not getting any type of anything, which is amazing. It's actually really nice to go through my day and not be bothered or alerted over every little thing because it goes back to what Emily Lay says in her book. We are completely over-connected. I don't want to be ding-donged all day long. I don't want to know what's on sale at Nordstrom. I don't want to know about my favorite influencer's new post on Like to Know It. I don't care. I don't care. I really don't care. So this is where I'm at. I'm thriving. (laughs) I hope that you took away something from this little episode of mine. I can honestly tell you, I don't really even miss Instagram. I got on yesterday and posted a couple things here and there. I don't want to completely abandon it. I'm not going to like go deactivate my account today. That's not the point. I just am trying really hard to be intentional about not posting every detail of my life anymore. And I was telling Stu the other night, I honestly really don't even miss it too much. I've been on my phone a couple of times today. That's to take a call from Dalworth Restoration. They're coming to clean my grout. Shout out to Bath and Body Works for your wallflowers. You guys have completely discolored my grout, my brand new backsplash in my kitchen. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much. So I I did take a call from James who was telling me he was on his way over. And I did take a call from my mom this morning. But like other than the few people that can actually get a hold of me, I'm not too much on my phone lately and I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'm just over here trying to figure out what my next move is going to be. Some of the options, this is honestly what I was thinking. I was telling Stu this. Part of me really does want to follow through and get Ivy trained to be an emotional care dog, not for me, or like a therapy dog almost, where we would visit hospitals and go to nursing homes and visit with all the old biddies. I would love that. It would be such a great thing. And it would feel fulfilling and purposeful. I used to volunteer when we lived in Yardley. 
before I had kids, I was working at Q102 and I had more time, obviously. Well, now I have a lot of time because God knows girlfriend's looking for something to do. But I had time in the afternoon when I would get off the air and I volunteered at Sunrise Assisted Living and I loved it. I loved every minute and I would go two or three times a week. I would help set up for their little meals. I would play board games with them. I would just listen to them tell stories. Amazing how much they can remember. They can't remember what day or time it is, but they can remember back to 1910 when they were dating. To have someone like me come in, bouncing off the walls, big energy, loud and expressive, hang out for a couple hours with these 82, 83, 90-year-olds chilling in their wheelchairs, you know, with blankets on them because they're cold all the time. Like, it was a moment. They had a good time. I'm a good time. The moral of this story is, I don't know what the moral of the story, now I'm spiraling. That's where I'm at. Just an idea that's been floating in my head for the last couple of weeks as I try and figure out what I'm doing with my life. Thank you for listening to what is going on. Thank you for letting me talk about this. I hope that now you have a better understanding as to why I have been MIA on Insta. Again, not ditching it. I'll always have Instagram. I'm just not going to be on it as much. I really need to break this habit. And I'm proud of myself for really quitting cold turkey. And um, if you are going through a similar situation, I would love to hear from you. Please, please, please reach out. You can email me, Lisa at Lisa Page made me do it. You can DM me. You always can DM me for sure. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get to your message right away because I have a ton, um, but I think maybe emailing might be the best way. Feel free to share this episode with anybody who, who might be able to relate you can always call the hotline. You can always be anonymous. We can do a whole phone section on this. 972-890-9467. I'm surprised I even remember that number. Anyway, moving forward, if you are so interested in this exciting life of mine, the real way you're going to get my life updates is through a podcast episode. Some may be longer than others. I don't really know because I haven't done it this way. This is the first time that I'm going to remove 90% of my content from Instagram and take it to a podcast episode. This is kind of crazy. I know I'm living on the edge, but there are, I think some advantages of me doing it this way, at least for the time being. And that one being the main reason why is it will incentivize me and motivate me to get into my studio, this beautiful studio that I have created. It will motivate me to get in here more often and keep you posted on all the things, you know what I'm saying? And I will provide links. And even though I won't be showing you necessarily on Instagram, what I'm talking about, I will always have the links and everything in the show notes. Believe me, this is going to be more work for me moving forward. But the point is it takes me off of my phone and forces me to be productive and creative. And I think that's what I'm missing and I'm craving right now. So moving forward, I'll be posting a few episodes a week. They'll probably be on the shorter side because I mean, how exciting is my life? Thanks for listening and thanks for subscribing. I'll talk to you next time on the Lisa Page Made Me Do It podcast.